Welcome. This is the Rip Griffin Show podcast, a baseball podcast for baseball fans of all ages. Now, here's your host, Rip Griffin. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Rip Griffin Show, episode number 50. Five zero in the books tonight, and today I've got my good buddy Brad Chandler joining me from the Nest Blogger, baseball blogger, excuse me. Brad, man, how's it going? It is going, man, and I am digging the new intro, bro. You like that? That was pretty sweet. I I didn't know how it was going to come out when we actually you know started the the live show, but seeing that on the screen just it gives me goosebumps man i'm like i'm all excited now because that was awesome yeah that was cool man it's a lot better than the little countdown thing that we've been doing for the past few weeks <laughs> no I, I i completely understand it you know it's that was just something just to kind of you know kind of set the, the the tone but then you got this intro that's got the graphics and it's got the baseball spinning and you've got comerica park in the background shout out to the to all tigers fans <laughs> So that is awesome. I'm excited. I, like I said, dude, I got goosebumps right now, man. Hey, it, like I said, it's it's a lot better than the little <laughs> countdown, man. So uh, we going to talk some World Series baseball or what? We are going to talk some World Series, World Series baseball because it happened. We had a World Series. We had a baseball season. And I can't, I can't believe that 2020 – the baseball season for 2020 is already over. I miss I baseball already. I know. And it's only been 24 hours. <laughs> it's been less than 24 hours, man. Oh, that, it's, it's, I, so 24 hours since the game started. There you then, go. There you go. There we go. Kind of, kind of, you know. We're already there. starting to count down to uh, pitchers and catchers, man. 155 days. That's hundred is one hundred fifty five until the beginning of the season. Oh, you know, I I I saw. I got. I excited. think it's one hundred and ten days for pitchers and catchers. That's right, because they do report earlier than the rest of the team. So yeah, we got one hundred and ten days before pitchers and catchers report to Arizona and Florida. And I am so excited already. I'm gonna just start man, counting down the days. <laughs> right, start marking them off on the calendar, man. Oh, dude, I'm excited. I can't wait for, for 2021 to get here. And so we can see who's going where, who's going to be in the postseason, who's going to – whatever it is, who's going to be there. Baseball. There's already talks about people who have been uh, – that they didn't have their contract uh, – what was it, extended or um, – their oh, options yeah. weren't picked up and things like that. You got people like Colton mm-hmm. Wong who were, um, are hitting free agency. Yep. Um, you've got other people that are hitting free agency. But, dude, we just finished a World Series. I know. And six games, and you called it. I did? Did, did I say six? You did Because I definitely six. said five. I definitely said hold five on. on another. Hold, hold on. Let me check my notes here. Let's see. Uh, uh, race Dodgers, yeah, seven. Dodgers, five. Oh, I had it in six games. I think there you, you go. Cause, five. Yeah, I had Dodgers in five, and I called that on both uh, both podcasts, and I made sure that I kept it true. 
And I, that's why when you said six, I was like, I don't remember saying six, but dude, congratulations. I mean, like, I remember you talking about your, your original brackets and you were having the white Sox go all the way and that got smashed, man. My bracket got busted on the wild card series. <laughs> then I just got to go and have fun with it for, you know, the rest of the, of the postseason. So, but uh, yeah, six games. You know, and that's the thing about that about this series. It was, it was, a, it was a back and forth. You know, we had you know Dodgers take game one, Rays two, Dodgers three, Rays four. You know, Dodgers five, and I was kind of hoping for that Rays to take game six, so it kind of had that staggering, and then get to that game seven, but. There was a lot of key issues in game six, and we'll kind of dive into those in just a little bit because I think there was one key scenario that changed the whole the whole complexity of the game because it was a back and forth. Pitching was being dominant, maybe not so much in the earlier innings from the Dodgers' standpoint, but you kind of get into the later innings. I mean, and Blake Snell, man, that dude was – he was – you know what? I, I I don't think you and I actually have had a chance to talk about game four. No, we have not because that was the well, that was the, the that the was game. the crazy error. That was the two two errors in the bottom of the ninth that ended up being where the Rays ended up winning. So, I mean, not to cut you off or anything, bro, but I think that that's something that we should actually talk about. Okay, well, let's do it so, right now. Let's 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 recap and go back to Game Four because, I mean, that was. See who was pitching for Tampa. I'm trying to remember who it was. Um, that was a bullpen game, wasn't it? I believe it was for both teams. Yeah, and. Obviously, it showed from the offensive standpoint because the weren't the runs were were, were coming at s- such high numbers, and you know, I was watching the game and I fell asleep. I'll be honest, I, I wasn't a, I wasn't a true baseball fan and, and stayed up, but I fell asleep. Not gonna lie, I fell asleep. I ended up <laughs> passing out in the fifth inning. I don't even. I, I was like so exhausted that day. I ended up passing out. Oh, and then man. I woke up, it was the bottom of the eighth, and I was just like, oh, man, it's 7-6. Like, because, you know, I was rooting for the Rays, and, um, like, I didn't care who won uh, either side. You know, Dodgers won, you know, good for them. If the Rays won, good for them. But I was rooting more for so uh, – more so – uh, for the Rays because of the fact that the Boston Red Sox chief of baseball operations was the was one of the people that actually built that team. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like, hey, this is what this guy can do. And if he could do this with $72 million, imagine what he could do with $200 plus million. Exactly. So it was – Game four, I ended up waking up. It was the bottom of the eighth. I saw the top of the ninth, and I was like, all right, well, Kenley Jensen's coming in. We know Mm -hmm. that he's got those issues, 
and he's i don't really want to say the yips but it's it, it, it kind of seems like he does have the yips now right maybe not so much the yips but it, whatever he he's turning into him and Aroldis Chapman yeah are very much are, are very similar and and the fact that you know they can't really close out the big games um, this is the second year in a row where Aroldis Chapman has given up the big bomb um, to end the series. And Jensen has uh, has been struggling as a closer in tight games. And they ended up putting him in. It was a high leverage game. Uh, you had uh, – I, I don't know how to pronounce that guy's name, but the Asian gentleman um, – who came up? He struck out. Then you had oh, Kevin Kiermaier. Uh, uh, it wasn't G Man Choi. Choi. It wasn't oh. G Man Choi. Okay. It it starts with the T. Uh, hold on. I'm okay. I don't I don't want to destroy his name, so I'm not even gonna try it. Okay. But it went from him striking out. Kiermaier hit a broken bat single. Right. Um, and I believe I want to say it was was it Wendell Wendell, Wendell. I, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure on who the next batter is, but he ended up uh, striking out. Then Randy, who I believe should have been like the MVP, regardless if Tampa lost. Right. I know. Um, Randy came up and they came out to the mound. They talked to Kenley and. They decided to pitch to him. They ended up walking him, which totally understandable with the way that that guy's been hit. And you don't want to want to give him anything to uh, actually hit. And that comes up the guy that like, I didn't know who this guy was. And I'm not sure too many other people knew who he was, but Brett Phillips comes up to bat. Jensen throws him inside ball. One throws him inside, hits the corner. Strike one. Then he throws outside, hits the corner, strike two. Now Phillips has got to, you know, protect the plate. Mm -hmm. Well, Jensen ends up throwing the ball and it ends up being, it hits too much of the plate. And this dude cracks the ball into center field. Obviously, Kiermaier at second, he's going to, he's going to score because he's off, he's off with the sound of the crack of the bat. Right. So he scores easily. But now you got Randy Rosarina coming around. Uh, he's coming around third base. He stumbles over, which not a lot of people actually ended up seeing that during the live shot. But the biggest problem with the entire play came from, I believe it was Chris Taylor, who was playing center field. He was playing left field earlier. And then he ended up going into center field. Who was it playing center field? Pollock? I believe Pollock was playing center field. Uh, for most of the game. Then they had Jack Peterson come in and put him in in left field, change Chris Taylor over to center field. He boots the ball, dude. Yep. Like, I, I mean, come on, man. Like, I'm I'm not trying to be like a, 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 um, a shit talker here or anything uh, because I'm a, I'm a Red Sox fan, like diehard Red Sox fan. But, Imagine having Mookie Betts on your team and not putting him in center field. 
Yeah. You know, he's your, he's your fastest outfielder out of those three. He's your best outfielder out of those three. I don't understand why, if like you're going to put somebody in center field, why you didn't put Mookie Betts there. I understand that right field is his position, but he could play center field. Absolutely. He's, he's that good of a player. If he can go from playing right field to playing second base, he can go from right field to playing center field. If Mookie was out center field, that, that play, that booty ball wouldn't have happened and they would have been playing in extra innings. Yeah. You can probably say that's probably one of the very first mistakes that Dave Roberts made in this series was you know, not putting the key personnel in the in in the positions that even though they have, you know, experience playing like Buki Betts playing the outfield, that can probably take it. I'm still kind of wondering why Cody Bellinger was was DHing that game and not playing center. That, so so that was actually explained earlier in the uh, in the game. They said that he was having um, some back issues, okay. and he was able to. He was able to hit. Hitting wasn't a problem, but it was playing the outfield. Um, he was, he, he was, uh, he had some discomfort. Okay. So they took him out. You know, you don't want to lose that bat. So you put him in as your DH, and then there you go. Right. Okay, that makes sense now. I must have missed that part of uh, the the game when they explained that part. So. Um, but then you go when you we we talk about you know Kenley Jansen and that play by you know Phillips hits it and the rule of thumb is when you've got runners in scoring position and you're the pitcher you need to cover home plate. It is fundamentals. It is something that it's taught in <laughs> little league. So if. All right, just drawing a picture for people who are listening on, you know, like Spotify later on. The ball gets hit out in the center field. The center fielder boots it. He ends up getting it. He throws it in to Max Muncy, the first baseman. So he's in between basically where the second baseman would be and home plate. He ends up getting the ball. He throws it in to, uh, who was it, Will Smith. And yeah. He goes to swipe it. Now, the problem with him backing up the the catcher is the fact that no matter where he would have been, where he should have been, the ball would have never have gotten there. Yeah. So, I mean, if if you remember when he went to go make that tag, mm -hmm. the ball went off to the first base side. If Jensen was where he was supposed to be, he would have been more towards the third base side. Okay. Because of where Muncie was and right. where he was thrown from. So, I mean, I can totally understand why people are giving him crap uh, for it, but it's, uh, it, regardless of what happened, the play was, it, it, it was, it was all around bad. It was just a bad, bad, it, it, it was a bad way for the the Dodgers to lose a game. And I think one of the biggest mistakes that was made was putting Kenley Jensen in in that situation. I don't believe it was his fault, but I do believe that 
Um, I believe, what was his name? Bruce Dark Gratterall. He was the one that finished off the inning prior. Yes. And I believe he, he may have pitched to two batters. I'm not sure. But um, I, I do know that he should have came back out in the ninth inning. Yeah, I, I can understand Roberts, Dave Roberts, wanting to put Jansen in to kind of give him some more confidence. I know he's been struggling a lot, and a lot, especially in the regular season and also in the postseason. So I can see maybe wanting to try to give him some confidence. But, I mean, I don't know. Th- this game is more analytically driven now that no matter what who's coming up or, or who's in the bullpen, uh, <clears throat> managers are are playing the numbers or are trying to play the odds. And I mean, that may have been the case in Roberts putting Jansen in because maybe he favored the better matchup. Uh, but we don't know. I mean, we don't know for sure, but you know, like you said, Gratterall should have probably stayed in, finished out the ninth. And then instead of the game being the series being tied two two, you know, Dodgers could be up three, one going into now- game five. Now, something I wanted to bring up, um, so the day after that happened, so I, I usually do a lot of my, my, I do a lot of research on things that have happened during the game. I go on Twitter, see what people are saying, mm-hmm. uh, see what the reporters are saying. I go through the athletic and I read their stuff on the, on the game. Um, and I read the reporters through the Bleacher Report and all that good stuff. I came across something that was extremely disturbing. Um, I'm not sure if you saw uh, saw the post that I made, but uh, Kenley Jensen was um, on his Instagram was attacked, uh, called racial slurs. His family was threatened, being his wife, his kids, because of what happened in Game Four. Yeah. No, I, I did see that. And that's, that's uncalled for, to be quite honest. Uh, I, I don't know what possesses people to come out and attack uh, an athlete like that who plays a game of chance, really. You, you've got a, a pitcher that makes a good pitch and you've got a batter that makes a good swing and, and connects, you know, unfortunately you, Baseballs take a bad bounce. Uh, there's all sorts of scenarios that can happen from when the pitch is thrown to when the ball is hit. And people feel the need to attack. And it, it's uncalled for, especially in a world right now where there is a lot of social injustice going on. And you can't do that. It's 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 very hurtful. And I feel bad for Kelly Jansen and his family and I have to go through this because, I mean, at the end of the day, it, it's baseball. It's a game that, yes, they get paid for. And, yes, they are professionals. But, you know, they're also human and they have feelings. And that should have, uh, I, yeah, I, I just, you know, it, it doesn't sit well with me. There's literally no room for it. There's no, like, anybody who was pissed off at the fact that the Dodgers lost, you don't take it out on – Oh, you see, you could say things like, oh, you suck. I wish you weren't on my team or something like that. But you don't go and call somebody a racial slur. You don't go and threaten their family. It's it's just uncalled for. And after the 
the Dodgers ended up winning. Um, I, I didn't realize this, but I, I follow Kenley Jensen and I'm sure the guy's not going to see what I, what I had said to him, but I congratulated him. And I said, after all the things that you and Kershaw have been through, I'm happy for you guys that you finally got that monkey off your back and, you know, keep doing your thing. Absolutely. It's literally like the encouraging things. You you can't just sit there and like, I'm not a Dodgers fan. Uh, I mean, I know, I know a little bit about the Dodgers and I like some of the players on that team, but I'm not, I'm not going to be like, Oh yeah. Dodgers, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I'm not going to go. I'm not, my next tattoo is not going to be an LA Dodgers logo. You know, that's, yeah, no, I I completely agree 100%, you know, and, you know, uh, Kenny wrote in here, he's watching the show right now, you know, from the whole team, you win as a team, you lose as a team, that's exactly right, you know, it's, you know, uh, baseball is a game of, of, like I said, it's a game of chance, there's there's mental aspects, physical aspects, whatever you want to call it in, in baseball, and you know, to, to go out and to uh, attack Jensen, it's just uncalled for. And, you know, my response would be, if it was me, like, you know what, you go out and you try to throw a, a baseball 99 miles an hour. You, I had, you, I had somebody who was telling me one time, I, I forgot who it was. Cause I really want to give them the credit for it. But could you imagine if after something like that happened, the Dodgers was just like, you know what? Screw it. We're going to throw the game. We're going to throw the series and let Tampa win. Screw you. Wow. Like, imagine if that happened. I mean, it wouldn't have been the first time it happened, but. Right. I mean, I wouldn't, I, I couldn't see the Dodgers actually doing something <laughs> like that, but it's still. After as many chances as they have been to the World Series, I don't think they, they would want to throw this one. <laughs> I really no, don't. exactly. But, I mean, so. they, they have. They have some young, core talented guys, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if I saw them in the World Series next year. So, yeah. um, <laughs> if if it's okay with you, I'd like to completely skip Game Five because I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, we can do that. Uh, now, the only thing, the only issue I had with Game Five was the fact that. Roberts took Kershaw out too early. Ah. It, and, you know, I mean, and then that, maybe, that kind it of, was, maybe it was an analytical thing. Maybe it uh, wasn't. I, I heard I, he was dealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. He, he played a spectacular, uh, he pitched a, a spectacular game. And I kind of want to wish that he would stay, would have stayed in there longer. But, but, you know, Roberts took him out too early. Of course, he got a lot of, negative feedback from of course the fans and and commentators and whatnot asking why he was out so soon but you know that was my only issue with game five i agree 100 percent, kenny yeah kenny said it's been so frustrating to be dodgers fans those years coming up and winning the chip always always being the bridesmaid and never the bride that's exactly right 
I, I, I can uh, 100%. I couldn't believe it when they said that Roberts was the third Dodgers manager to win a, win a uh, championship. That's crazy. From, from a team with such a legacy uh, and, I I would have figured they were they were more like towards like 12 13. So um if you want we can get into game 6. Yeah, let's let's dive into the game 6 because that's the game that I uh when I mentioned in the open that you know there was a, a key mistake and I think it, it kind of, you know, it, it's similar to game 5. Uh, well, but there- the, the the key mistake being taking Blake Snell out? Absolutely. Did you read his lips? Oh, yeah. Because I read those lips. I did. I think, of, I think everybody read them lips. It, it, you know, <laughs> if somebody missed that, then they don't know what was going on or what that situation was because it was clear as day uh, to what he said. He, I believe he did it in the ALCS as well. He, he did. He was like, what the F are we doing here? Yeah. And it, then, then this time it was like, what the F, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was – and I completely, completely sympathize with him because he was he was, was dealing. dealing. He had 72 pitches. He had struck out nine batters. And the only reason uh, I hate this, I hate this so much when it comes to analytics, mm-hmm. it's, oh, we didn't want him to go through the batting, uh, the batters for the third time. It's like, all right. So I got this from somebody off of Twitter because I didn't remember this. The last time that Snell was dealing, right. They ended up taking him out because he let somebody uh, he gave a base hit up to somebody mm-hmm. what what happened right after that but a homer was given a two run homer yeah so and it was the exact same reliever exactly 100% to the T same reliever now the result wasn't the same but they still i mean the Dodgers capitalized on that because Kevin Cash took him out too soon and I hate that. I hate that part of the analytics because you've got a pitcher, and it's the postseason. It's the World Series, Game Six. You're down three to two. You've got to get to Game Seven. You've got a pitcher who's on the mound that's got a low pitch count, has been striking guys out left and right, especially at the top of the order. The top of the order could not get anything against Snell. Then you've got a pitcher in Game Seven, and Charlie Morton that's ready to go on full rest who we know how he has performed in closeout and elimination games. Why not leave Snell in? Screw the analytics for once. Go with your gut. Keep him in. And I guarantee you the, the result probably would, would have been this uh, different. The only thing that I could probably like agree with is, okay, you guys are up 1-0, which we could talk about that after. But – um. They're up 1-0. Say they end up winning. He takes Blake Snell out. He's only thrown 72 pitches. You know damn well that if they make it to a game seven, everybody's on board. Because mm-hmm. when you're off to get the World Series, when you're off to get that commissioner's, or sorry, that piece of metal. Oh, that irritates me. Oh, did, you, did you see what Max Muncy wrote on his Instagram? 
No, I haven't. Oh, man, he wrote uh he was like, Oh, this is a nice piece of metal. <laughs> Definitely taking a jab at Manfred. But Oh, speak did you see how he was acting during the during the the, the trophy presentation? He, he he was getting booed. No, just his overall demeanor. Like he looked like he was drunk. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there was talks of like he was either on drugs or he was drunk, and I mean it is Manfred. So <laughs> I, I but, heard, I heard one one person come to his defense saying that maybe his his audio in his headphones, his little earpieces, there might have been yeah. some. But you know, we can all make our own assumptions as to what possibly was it's going Rob, on. It's Rob Manfred. Nobody's going to be on his defense. Uh, exactly. I mean, at least I'm not going to because. I think there's there's a couple things with game seven uh, six that uh, I believe MLB completely like just didn't like they left everybody out of the loop and I, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about yep. uh, with the whole Justin Turner thing. That, um, that was the com- MLB screwed that up bad. I just don't the the whole thing with Turner, you know, regardless if it was a false, uh, false positive, false negative or, or, or whatever it was. From my understanding, he had an inconclusive uh, result, which if you have an inconclusive result, there should not be a reason why you're playing. Right. Regardless if there if if that's something that happens all the time which was which is something i heard is they've received a lot of inconclusive results but there's plenty of questions that i have and one of the biggest questions and one of the like i i i don't know how to like say it but it's like my most important question there we go if the guy has been in this bubble right for three weeks because he's been playing for the the Dodgers have been playing at Globe Life Field since the end LDS when they faced off against the Padres so if he's been there since they had faced the Padres and he's been in this bubble how did he get COVID exactly did he break protocol did he go outside of the the hotel? Did he bump into somebody who had what you would call it? Like if they ended up having COVID or something like that. But the the biggest like okay, so that happened. Then in the eighth inning, he doesn't come out. He ends up being isolated. Now my biggest problem, and I'll get to this, Kenny. Because I just saw what Kenny had said, is they they pulled him out, they isolated him. Now, per the athletic that I was reading with, uh, I believe it was Ken uh, Ken Rosenthal had wrote about it, and either that or he definitely tweeted about it. After the Dodgers ended up winning, he basically said, "Screw that! I'm going out on the field." Now I. Didn't have a problem with the fact that Turner went onto the field to go take the pictures and whatnot. 
it's a big enough field to where he would have been able to do it socially distanced away from all of those people that were there because this guy's supposedly tested positive for COVID. Right. You have all these players that are on the fields, all the Dodgers players. Then you have their family that are on the field as well. Some people with their kids and stuff. So like he's he he's not socially distancing himself. He's holding the commissioner's um the the World Series trophy, the commissioner's trophy, and he's hugging people, he's kissing his girlfriend or his wife, I'm sorry. Um and it's just like no mask on. I, I'm sorry, but I I I used to really be all for Justin Turner and until that happened, it's like I lost a lot of respect for him. I don't hate the guy, and I think that what he did was a mistake. But from my understanding, they're planning on doing an investigation on it, which I don't yeah. even understand why they're doing an investigation. He clearly did it right in front of everybody's eyes. So it's it's, it's Manford wanting to do one of his investigations again. He he likes to do those, but. It's it, it, right. I agree 100%. Kenny, he needed, he should have worn his mask. Yeah, Kenny said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I 100% agree with you, Kenny. And I got into an argument with a, a, not an argument, but disagreements with a few people on Twitter about that. It's like, I don't care, you know, whatever. Mookie Betts uh, came out and said that, you know, forget all that. He he's a part of this team, whatever. But what would have happened? Say like Mookie Betts ended up with COVID COVID nineteen, and then like something happened to his lungs. You know, just yeah. hypothetically, this guy, you the Dodgers just paid this guy, and they're going to pay them three hundred sixty five million dollars for the next twelve years. Something happens to him before his actual contract starts. Who do you blame? Exactly. But you got to put you got to put the blame on MLB. You have to put the yeah. blame on the Players Association. You have to put the blame on the Dodgers, and you ha- and you one hundred percent have to put the blame on Justin Turner. Oh, one hundred percent. You know, I get the fact that he wants to go out there and celebrate with this team. Because they just won the World Series, their first World Series in 32 years. I get that. They've been to three World two World Series. Well, this would be, yeah. Two World Series and lost them both. And he was on both those teams. They lost the, to the Nationals in 2019 in the, in the Division Series. So I get he wants to celebrate this. I, I completely agree. But if you just got tested positive for COVID, and your ass is out there on the field trying to spread it to everybody, you either have a suspension coming, a major fine, something that's or going both. To, or both that's going to ruin your your World Series, you know, achievements. Your 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 legacy, you, you know, yeah. it, it's it's unfortunate because 2017 it taints the everybody's going to know the Astros as the, as that being the year that the Astros cheated. Right. And then in 2018, you know, people are going to say the same thing about the Boston Red Sox. With this, it, it doesn't even have to do with the cheating scandal. They're going to be like, well, why didn't Turner go out on the field with his mask on? 
and and that's unfortunate. And you know, he's a free agent and he's 36 years old. And if he doesn't get picked up by a team, you know, I don't see him being picked up by any other team, but the Dodgers anyways, but just say the Dodgers don't pick him up. He, he screwed. Oh, absolutely. You know, <laughs> let's see. Hold on. Kenny wrote in. Has Turner giving COVID out like he was, at, was, was Oprah. You get COVID, you get COVID. Everybody gets COVID. <laughs> you get COVID. You, you get, get COVID. You get COVID. Oh, my goodness. Jeez. Thank you. Thank you, Justin Turner, for, you know, ruining a good moment for the Dodgers. And it's, I I understand in some way. It's like I feel for the dude because, you know, you just, you just got the news that you got COVID-19, something that's killing, like, you know, millions of people or people around the world. And you get it and your team just won the world series and you want to be a part of it. And you're just like, fuck this. I'm going out in the field. I don't care about isolating myself. And that's the biggest problem that I find out of this, that, that I have with this is that he, he, he was isolating himself and he agreed to it. Yeah. <clears throat> and then he goes and completely ignores all the MLB protocols and he goes out there. Now imagine this, imagine if the Dodgers had not won game six and this, and the game goes to game, the series goes to game seven. What's going to happen now? So I, I, I actually was reading about that. So say, you know, like game six, he ends up with COVID and whatnot. So the protocol during the season was going to be, it would have been that you'd postpone the games while Manfred was saying that they would, uh, they would have had to have played it by ear. Jeez. I mean, it is the world series and, and this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, you've got Manfred only really cares about lining his pockets. And if, if exactly. So if the world series isn't being played, He's not making the money for 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 the league, so Fox gets that gets the rights to broadcasting the World Series, and they pay tons of money for that. Yep. And if you're not playing the World Series, you're not getting paid. No money. The money is not shown to you. But it's very interesting if. <laughs> If we would be sitting here talking right now during game seven, well, maybe we probably wouldn't because if they probably would have postponed it, you know, and so they got all negative tests back from the players and they're. So I, I was, I was reading earlier today. Um, I think it was Bob Nightingale. He had posted up on his Twitter that all the players uh, for the Dodgers had came back negative. So they're heading back to LA with the trophy. Now, the other thing that really sucks about this year, uh, this baseball season, is the fact that, okay, the Dodgers won and whatnot. They haven't won in, was it 32 or 33? 32. They won in 88 was the last one, right? Yeah. That okay. was the uh, the Kurt Gibson. The Bob Gibson. Yeah. Bob. Uh, Kurt Gibson. Kurt, yeah. Kurt Gibson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he ended up hitting. It was the. Uh, it was the. Yeah, the as you were running <laughs> second. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, they they ended up uh, making it out there, and 
well, now they don't know when they're going to have their parade. Jeez. Well, you got to think about it, dude, with everything that's going on with 2020, you got COVID going on and you have to think like they have, they have to, I mean, even though they did with Justin Turner, they have to think safely for everybody involved. Right. No, I completely agree. It's one of those things. Do they skip the parade? Until it's safe or. Well, well, that's what they were talking about. It's like, they're only going to, they're going to do it when it's safe to do so. Okay. I mean, I would think the only other option would be to do it virtually, which that would be a nightmare. Probably. That would would suck. I mean, like (laughs) Kenny answer, answer. If you're still on, uh, let me know. Uh, How do the Lakers plan on doing their, they're parade. Actually, he just wrote in. It's going to be a huge. Wouldn't surprise me if they join the Lakers to make one massive parade later in the future. Oh, that's an interesting. Yeah. So that that would that would be that would definitely be interesting. Yeah. So, but man, that's just it, it's just crazy. I mean, given everything that has gone on in 2020, especially when we go back to spring training, everything was shut down you know, that mid-March, and then you go five months without baseball, and then we don't know if there's going to be baseball in between that time, and then all of a sudden, 60 games, this is what's going to happen, and we get it going, and then it comes down to the very last game, and COVID comes into play, and there's the possibility, if they don't win, what's going to happen after that? I know there was the the COVID issues there at the beginning of the season between the, the Cardinals and the Marlins and whatnot, but they've got all that, you know, uh, sorted out, but and then after that, there were no negative tests. I think there was what some thirty thousand or something tests that they were that they did. I don't remember the number offhand, but I don't remember. I don't remember the numbers, but I uh, how many they did. But I know before last night, they went fifty-seven days without a positive case. Fifty-seven days, and then all of a sudden, boom! There's a positive test in the middle. Game six of the World Series. Like part of me, in one sense, it's like, well, damn, dude, that sucks. And then the other part of me is like, how did he get COVID? Like there's questions that I need answered. It's like if like Justin Turner doesn't seem like he's that type of guy, you know, well, before last night, that he would be that type of guy to just go break the rules and, and, and go like outside the bubble and whatnot. I know that I follow I follow him and his wife on Twitter, and I know that she she had to follow the rules of the bubble as well. Right. So it's like, well, what happened? Who did it? How did he get it? Like, who gave it to him? It was it a hoax? You know, it, 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 there's questions. Well, yeah, it's like, it's like it, it, it it was a little odd, in my opinion, that they took him out after the Dodgers ended up winning the, uh, getting the lead. And the other thing that I find odd is I don't, I wish I remember, I wish I'd left, I'd taken the notes, but um, I believe the test came back positive in the second inning. So, it, so if that's the case, it, go ahead. So I, cause I, I missed that part. <laughs> 
So the test comes back in the second in the second inning that's positive, and he's still in the game until the eighth inning. So uh, I believe that's what I read. Justin. Oh, oh, MLB, you really screwed up. <laughs> oh my goodness! That's if that's pathetic. the case, then yeah. And then he was out there for six innings. Why have protocols in place if you're not going to follow them? That's, yeah, it, that, that's, that's my question to Manford. If he watches this show, answer me that question. Or listen Manford doesn't that. watch baseball. <laughs> well, yeah, they, I, can, I can only imagine if he's actually going to watch this. Manfred, if you are watching this, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Uh, and resign it, and I'll be more than happy to take your job. Jesus. Anybody can take your, his job. This guy's a clown. Uh, I, I don't I don't know. I, I read it somewhere. I'm not sure where. But I know that I read that he it, it came in the second inning. Okay. I'm not. It, I'll have to do more research. Sorry, I didn't keep it and whatnot. No, I, I wish I, I had no idea that was the case. I knew it. I heard about it during... No, it was after the broadcast, after the game, that that's what happened. It was it was in the eighth inning when he got taken out, but I didn't hear anything after that. So, you know, that's that's interesting that it was the second inning and yet he was still in the game and no, or excuse me, none of the major league proto, major league baseball protocols were enforced. That's nope. just and. And, and that's literally like my biggest gripe with this whole thing. And the, the biggest gripe actually is the fact that Turner went back on the field and he took a picture. He had his mask on. He ripped it off. And he was sitting next to Dave Roberts, who's an ex cancer, who's a, a cancer patient. He had cancer a few years ago. And he's one of the people that are like at the biggest risk. And it's just, it's selfish. In my it opinion, is. and oh, wow. that that's coming from somebody who absolutely loves Justin Turner. It it, it really is. It's it's. I mean, I, it's frustrating. I mean, it's like you know, you want to take him and just you know, knock him out and say, what What was your thinking? Why did you do this? I mean, I if anybody does in, in either the Dodgers organization or the Tampa Bay Ray organization comes down with COVID, they're going to instantly look to him as the culprit as to infecting them. And there's going to be, and you know what? I mean, there's going to be some pissed off people. Oh yeah. So I saw a funny, a funny thing today and it had to do with Justin Turner's COVID situation. Um, It said that Justin Turner ended up giving Kevin cash, um, COVID and that made him lose his sense of snell. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh wow. He lost his sense of snell. Lost and I was like, oh my God, this ends up winning the internet for the day. <laughs> oh man, that is hilarious. Oh geez. Thank you, Internet, for 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 coming up with the win on that one. But, yeah, uh, that that one definitely won the internet for the day. So um, I don't know about you, but uh, you know I, I don't want to <laughs> stay negative on the whole like World Series and whatnot. 
No, but I, I do have a question for you. So go ahead. So since David Price opted out before the no, he does started, not get a ring. He does not get her. Okay, that was my question. Does he or does he not get a ring? If he gets a ring, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I, like, don't get me wrong. I'm one of like very few Red Sox fans that actually liked Price, but he didn't pitch one inning for the season. He decided to opt out. He didn't play. He didn't come back for the second part of the summer um, training, spring training, whatever. He didn't come for that. He ended up opting out. You know, that's on him. That's his decision. I don't believe that he should get a ring. And if he does get a ring, I know that I'm going to be pissed. And a lot of Dodgers fans are going to be pissed. Yeah, I was I was listening to MLB Network and he was actually a guest on their show. And they you know, we're talking about how the, the Dodgers season went, you know, Mookie Betts and his uh ability to be so in tune to the game and his, his quick in- instincts to, to you know, compete at such a high level and then at the end of that of that interview yeah, after he had already, you know, uh, signed off or whatever, he left the the interview. They said, you know, David Price World Series gets a World Series ring, and that didn't strike a very good chord with me because, like you said, I mean, he, he opted out. He didn't play, and he's not. I mean, yeah, he's on the forty man roster, but I don't think since you didn't partake in the World Series, you should not get a World Series ring. I don't. It's not that he didn't partake in the World Series. He didn't partake in any of the season, right? So yeah. that's my biggest gripe. <laughs> Can you make a made a good comment here? <clears throat> Hell no, he better not get a ring. He didn't even show up for a practice. Ball boy, better get one before he does. <laughs> Absolutely. Ball boy, that boy, uh, uh, anybody. That, you know what's weird though? It's it's so weird seeing Magic Johnson. Talking about how he's going to get a World Series ring. That's crazy. And he's you know, he's he get, one of the owners. Yeah. He's uh, he's got 10 with the Lakers. He's got he's got one with the uh Los Angeles Sparks. And then now he's got one with the Dodgers. How crazy is that? Wow. Why is that, you know, start wearing them on his toes? <laughs> he's probably gonna have a chain. Right? Oh, geez. I mean, but Hey, I, that's, I mean, you know, imagine if they won a couple of years ago. I mean, that, I mean. Say 2017? Have, yeah, we, we can say that. I mean, he would have definitely uh, a couple more to add to his collection of, of basketball rings. But, you know, uh, that's awesome for Match Johnson to, to get a. Uh, an athlete who was, who was so dominant in basketball, but he gets a ring for baseball. Yeah. You know, I'm like, uh, it's, it's just, <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> I, I grew up watching uh, magic. I grew up watching, you know, Jordan bird, mm-hmm. all those guys. And just now seeing him, like he doesn't look like he aged. No, no. He looks exactly the same. Yeah. It's same with Michael Jordan too. <laughs> I mean, I bet you Michael Jordan can go out on that court and school half these kids that are playing right now. Oh yeah. 
no, without a doubt. He he still got it. He probably could still play if he wanted to. And to anybody out there who thinks that LeBron James is the GOAT, you can go screw yourself. <laughs> back to baseball. Back to baseball. Back to baseball. So um we got the we've got the off season, bro. Yes. Yes, we have fulfilled a 2020 baseball season and now the off season is has got underway very rapidly. We've got players that have been uh non-tendered or what is it um what do they call it? Um I just had it their options uh, have not been picked up. Yeah, the the options have been declined. So we have a lot of those that have been happening. Still no when is do you know when uh, the player options are are, I think it's five days. So five five days after the World Series. I believe it's five days after the World Series. Okay, so we'll have some uh, some player options here coming in next couple of days, which is going to be interesting there's to see. One, how- there's one player that I know is not going to opt out, and that's JD Martinez. He had such a horrible year this year. And the it's said that the National League is not going to uh, take on the designated hitter, and so that limits his role for t- or his chances for teams that would be interested in him. So I do not see JD Martinez opting out. You know, I was really hoping that there would be a universal DH in 2021 because I think it would be great. To be quite honest. I think that ends up screwing people like uh, Ozuna. Um, I like. I would totally. I would totally love to have his bat, but I do not want him on the field. He's kind of like JD Martinez, in my opinion. Like great bat, just not a great defender. So you would be for having the universal DH then? One hundred percent. We talked okay. about this. I believe okay. we talked about that last week or the week before, but I said that the one thing out of 2020 that I wish that they that they would keep is the universal DH. Yes, yes, that I would like that to stay to stay. The runner on second and extra innings that shit needs to go. Absolutely, uh, I I was not a fan of that. The no. other thing that I don't like um, that I can I can get over is the three batter minimum um, yeah. for pitchers. I, yeah. I can get over that. And when you get to the runner on second base, I can see that benefiting if you get to like the 12th inning. Like, yeah. all right, you've already given them chances to, you know, score. Now you've gotten to like the 11th or the 12th inning. All right, let's put somebody in second and we're going to end up, you know, getting this game over with. Absolutely. Yeah, no, uh, that, that needs to go. I wasn't a fan from that from the start. Um, so that can definitely go, you know, that the three batter rule, um, it kind of changes the strategy of the game. It changes the strategy of it changes the pitching strategy. Cause then now you can't go lefty, left, uh, lefty, lefty, righty, righty. It's like, okay. So if you go lefty, if you bring in a left-handed pitcher, they have a lefty batter. Their next two batters can be righties. Right. Yeah. So. That, it, 
it, it definitely brings a new dynamic to the game, which I think is, is much needed. It, you know, baseball is such a, you know, a game of, like I mentioned earlier, it's a game of strategy and to, to kind of add a new dynamic, a new twist kind of gives it a little bit more spunk, a little bit more life. You know, it's uh, not, not the same old, okay, well, let's take this guy out, put this guy in, take this guy out, you know, batter after batter. And, you know, you've got a, an hour long half inning, you know, it's, but uh, I, I get, you know, baseball was trying, is trying to speed up the, the game, which I get that, you know, but still uh, I can sit there for four hours and watch a baseball game. Yeah. The problem is, is they're trying to, um, what is it? They're, they're trying to get these new, they're trying to get kids involved in this. They want a younger crowd in this and it's like making it faster or making it less or whatever, less innings or whatever. Is it going to interest these kids? They're only going to be interested as long as you have, you know, you have those big, big names in there. You have the Tatis, you have the Acunas, you know, you have the, you have the Kershaw's, the Mookie Betts, the Mike Trout's. You got to have that big, big name. And right. if you if you have these teams that like look at Tampa Bay, they're not not knocking Tampa Bay per se, but Tampa Bay has these nobodies. Well, now someone like Randy Rosarena, I bet you next year that guy's jersey is going to be like up in the top. Like it, I, I would guarantee the top twenty. A most sold jerseys. Yeah, he was dominant this postseason. Had the most home runs in the world. Well, no, it's the most home runs in the postseason. And one postseason, one he post-season. had ten home runs this postseason. That's that's amazing. And given that he was a guy that was in St. Louis last year, and that they really didn't have any high hopes for, so Tampa Bay picked him up. And look. To uh, and look where he's at now. Okay, and so um, on uh, when I the Nest podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Zach is a Cardinals fan, and <laughs> I've kind of been rubbing it in his face. Like, how do you feel? <laughs> you know, like he he's like you know, it's kind of like the it's, it's almost the equivalence of Mookie Betts. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, there was something I was going to ask you too, and I, I lost it. And it kind Did of it, tell me it had to do with Mookie Betts. No, it wasn't about Mookie Betts. But I had Good, something because I would have cut out. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out. I'm out of here. Uh, but no, Basically. Uh, man, what was it? I don't remember what it was. But there was something I was going to ask you, and I don't know if it had to do. It was something we were talking about just a few minutes ago. And I had it, and I should have wrote it down, but I didn't. Uh, it'll it'll come to me after you know we're 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 off air, but right. <laughs> or or you Quick, know, go back on. Wait, hold on. It's three o'clock in the morning. I remember it now. No, I'm not going to do that though. Um, but uh, but yeah. Um, what? Oh, Jeez, what was it? Uh, we were talking about the off season. We were talking about no, talked about the off season. Then we talked about Randy Rosarina's jersey probably being in the top twenty or whatever, uh, most sold jerseys. Shit, that's gonna bug me now because I it was good too, and I didn't write it down. 
It must not have been that important. <laughs> uh, I guess not. But uh, but you, but you're. Let me ask you this: What was your overall your overall thoughts? Take. take. Thank you. Your overall take on the World Series. On the World Series, so. I thought it was a good World Series. I'm glad that it at least went six uh, six games. I was really hoping that it would go seven. Uh, you had the top, uh, the two top one seeds. Um, you had the top one seeds from each league, and I think that uh, for the year 2020, every fan out there, every baseball fan out there, deserved seven games. But because it's 2020, we all know that we weren't going to get seven games. <clears throat> but um, I think the best team won. Um, I believe that Tampa Bay is a force to be reckoned with. I also believe that now that Tampa Bay has shown what they can do with a $72 million uh, payroll, there are going to be more teams out there that are going to be analytically driven. They are, I've already been reading about how the New York Yankees are talking about cutting payroll, which it's the New York Yankees and it's slightly laughable um, to hear that they're doing that. But I know that Steinbrenner had lost a lot of money this year. So it could all be bullshit. It could be all publicity or whatever, just getting people to try to pay attention to them. But they have a big offseason this year. Um, they need to pick up that they need to pick up their second baseman, DJ LeMayhew. So I just I believe uh, that the World Series was good for what it was. Um, and I'm glad that the Dodgers won. I would have been glad if the Tampa Bay Rays won, but good for Mookie Betts, good for Joe Kelly. And I, I really want to congratulate like Clayton Kershaw and uh, Kenley Jensen for getting the monkey off their backs and Dave Roberts, because he's got another year as manager. I think so. It was great for, it was a great world series. You know, it, it really was. I, I know, it might have not been the the most. Uh, I know the numbers were kind of down as far as viewers. Uh, I'm sure everybody wanted that Astros Dodgers 2.0, uh, but the I the still the, I still believe the Dodgers would have beat them. Oh yeah, no, I I completely agree 100. percent The Astros were not 100 uh, percent in the way of you know bullpen and offense and. and they had their the the yips and whatnot. So, but looking back at it now, you know this World Series, you know, had the two best teams in baseball go at it. Um, you know, the Dodgers came out; they finally got the monkey off their back and won a World Series after 32 years. You know, and I I have to give you know Dave Roberts a lot of praise because when he gave that speech when they were receiving the trophy, you said you know. To, to Kershaw, you know, uh, I'm happy for you. And then he came right out and said, Kenley Jansen, thank you. I'm happy for you. I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but he acknowledged Kenley Jansen because he knew that he struggled in that game four and probably wasn't taking it too well. And nope. to come out on the greatest stage in Major League Baseball and to give him 100% praise had to do wonders for Kenley Jansen. And I, I have to give Dave Roberts props for that. 
Yeah, I mean, this is now, I believe, Dave Roberts' uh, second ring he'll be getting. He received a ring for the 2004 World Series with the Boston Red Sox. So he got that ring as a player, and you know now he's finally going to get that uh, ring as a manager. Now, the, f- the thing that I find weird about, like, remember how I said that he's the third manager for the Dodgers right. uh, to win the World Series? Joe Torre was the manager for the Dodgers for a little while. So that's that's strange to hear. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they ever went to the postseason while he was a manager. I'm not I'm not sure either, but I know that it went Torrey, then it went Mattingly, and then it went uh Roberts. Right. And, and then Roberts is in a class with Tommy Lasorda who won the World Series back in 1988. And uh, who was the past manager of the Dodgers? Um, You're going to make me have to do the research. <laughs> no, I, I'm looking at it too as, as we're talking. Uh, that won the World Series. Um, I mean, it was... Uh, no, Walter Alston. Alston. I think is... Uh, winning the world series here i am googling dodgers managers who have won and google's like <laughs> the super bowl <laughs> what there's a dodgers in, in football that was probably the giants and then there see It was, I know it was in the 50s. It was right after they had moved from New York. Yeah. Walter Alston. A L S T O N. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That was back. Yeah. When that moved. guy. That guy. It was the manager for 22 years. Yep. And then Tommy the Sword comes in. And and he was the manager for 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. Holy shit, Grady Little was the manager. For for a season. Joe Torrey was for two. I forget. Yeah, that I No, Torrey was for the, so you gotta do it. It's 2008, 2009, 2010. Okay, okay. So for three years. So okay. that would be three years, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Three managers in the history of the Los Angeles Dodgers and even the the Brooklyn Dodgers back in the fifties. Yeah. Three three managers have managed to take the Dodgers to a World Series and win a championship. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, man, it's been a great show. Hey, bro, uh, I appreciate you having me on here. So, uh, I'm gonna do a little plug. If Go you don't it, mind. Go for uh, it. So uh, this weekend on ooh, Halloween, I have you coming on to my show, The Swizzle Show. Uh, we're going to talk more about the off season, what, uh, what we predict to see happening. And uh, we'll probably even bring up some World Series stuff. And uh, we'll see... I kind of want to talk about uh, the managerial positions that are opened. Uh, you've okay. got my team, the Boston Red Sox, who mm-hmm. Alex Cora seems to be the number one 
um, person that they're going after. And then you got the Detroit Tigers and the Chicago White Sox. So we'll be talking about that. And that should be, we're going to be doing that Saturday. And I'm going to try and get that out. I'll try and get that out Sunday. Okay. Maybe sooner, maybe later. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, also, make sure to follow me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is BRSBaseball83. Oh, and I want to thank you for the tons of re- retweets and whatnot for the World Series championship hat. Yes. Uh, we ended up we ended up uh, contacting a winner this morning, um, but he hasn't responded. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm going to just like be like, screw you all. I'm keeping my money. Or if I'm going <laughs> to, if I'm going to uh, go ahead and name somebody else, um, I'm wow. going to give the kid. I don't know if it's a kid, but I'm going to give the person at least until Sunday uh, to hear something. I know he's read it <clears throat> and it's a little disappointing that he didn't respond to it, but Jeez. I, I wanted to, what I wanted to do was what I should have done actually is I should have picked a winner live on your show to show that mm. I actually did, you know, do yeah. something, but um, I'll send you a screenshot to show you that I actually contacted <laughs> this person saying, Hey, you won. <laughs> So, but I didn't get a response back. And anybody who doesn't want to, I I think the hat ended up costing $45 because I bought one for myself this morning. I woke up at 4.30 and I bought myself a a Dodgers 2020 World Series championship hat because I I collect hats. So (laughs) I'm 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 not wearing one. (laughs) I'm the same way. I'm a a hat collector and, you know, you know, God bless my wife. She, she lets me, you know, have these hats. She, she re- understands and she doesn't say anything. She just, she lets me, lets me collect my hats. So definitely got to give my props to her. But uh, yeah, I'm the same way with my girlfriend, my girlfriend. I literally have here. I'll show you those four totes right there are filled with hats. Five. Sorry. Wow. I, I definitely have some work to do to catch up, but uh, I'm probably going to go ahead and, and purchase a World Series hat as well. But I'm particular on my hats, so I may wait for their their Gold Series hat to come out that they wear on opening on opening day in 2021. Yep, to showcase you know, the, the championship. I'll probably end up getting that one as well. I, it's just I don't know. I I, I kind of like having the the you know what they're wearing on the field. I don't know. I'm, I may be weird, but Hey, uh, I'm particular about my hats. So, <laughs> so, but man, it's been great having you on the show. It's been a lot of fun. You know, I'm glad we were able to get through a season of baseball, 60 games or not. We had baseball. We had a postseason. We've got a world series champion in the Los Angeles Dodgers. I'm happy. Yeah, man, I'm definitely happy. Uh, it was it was 102 games less than than normal, but I would rather take a 60 game season than a zero game season. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But it's been great having you on. It's been great talking baseball, and I will see you. I talk to you on Saturday. 
for your show, the Swizzle Show. And we will be talking some off-season baseball, which is going to be exciting. So can't wait to do it. It's going to be fun. But uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. All right, man. So I definitely well, appreciate you coming on. Anytime, every week, we should uh, we should do some more like a, a do like a co-host type thing in the future. You know, like basically what we've been doing. So absolutely, absolutely. we'll talk more about that. Oh yeah, we'll talk about that off air for sure. But like I said, man, appreciate you coming on. It's been a great baseball season, and you know, congratulations to the Los Angeles Dodgers for finally getting over the hump and winning a World Series for the first time in 32 years. That's going to do it for this episode, guys. I appreciate you listening to the show, watching the show. Remember, you can catch the show on all the major podcast platforms: Apple, Google, Spotify. YouTube, you can rewatch the show in its entirety or listen to the show, whichever you choose. But in the meantime, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys soon. here because of the Sanchez success. Here's a ground ball right side, could do it. The Houston Astros are world champions for the first time in franchise history. Here comes a one-two pitch. Red Sox win the World Series. Five to one the final tonight. team in baseball wins it all in 2018 behind second and that is going to be caught by Michael A. Taylor and the Washington Nationals have knocked out a heavyweight in 10 they beat the Dodgers in game five Teams would have won a great World Series. Strike one on Willie Adamas. I don't think I've ever done a Major League Baseball game and not thought of my dad, but it's impossible to not think of the 92-year-old Vin Scully, the greatest to ever do it. Started with the Dodgers in 1950, retired four years ago. That is strike two. 67 years of his life he poured into the Dodger organization, and you know he's watching and rooting. Ownership, Andrew Friedman, Dave Roberts. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Rip Griffin Show. Make sure to subscribe to the show on all the major podcast platforms. Follow Rip on Twitter at RipGriffin2.